ate shit for seven years in our marriage. <laughs> Turnabout is fair play. So yeah, it uh, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, it was hard though. I mean, I am gonna be honest. I, I told you already. I went into a deep, deep depression about it when I uh, when we really did split up. I was like, oh, I wanted to kill myself, so I did what everybody does. I started into comedy. And <laughs> true, true story. <laughs> Jump off the Golden Gate Bridge or do comedy. I don't know. It's a toss-up. Uh, yeah, equally as awful. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I I did talk to my friend. He he really didn't help. My best friend, uh, the psychiatrist. Uh, but he did, well, he made one good suggestion. He's like, you know, maybe you need to seek outside help. I mean, outside of the comedy <laughs> thing, because that might not be helping you. He's like, I think, you know, it's obviously it's ethically iffy for him to treat me, or, and I, I don't want to tell him things. He's my friend. Um, and so he suggested that, uh, that I seek outside help. And I was like, okay, all right. So... Uh, I've started seeing a therapist, and yeah, yeah. She's really hot, so I think it'll work out. It's true, it's true, yeah. I didn't pay her. I mean, I'm not going to a therapist, because how dumb do you have to be to go to a therapist? Anybody here go to a therapist? <laughs> okay, I do, do you really? Okay, here's the thing, though. Um, are you in a relationship? You're in a relationship? Is, is your person that you're with very giving? Manipulative at all? A little bit. A little bit. Oh, okay. So that's what you're into. That's why you're going to a therapist. And, and you're okay with it? Because I'm going to say, a therapist is a person who went to school to learn how to manipulate you. <laughs> it's true. They are somebody who is like, I just want to manipulate people so badly. I will get student loans for that shit. I will go deep into debt just so I can manipulate other people. And uh, it's true. So I would not, I would not pay a therapist, but uh, I'll fuck one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that whole uh, story about me fucking a therapist is not true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. Sometimes comics make things up. Um, I did make that up uh, only because I, I probably will never date anybody because <laughs> I don't know how to instigate that whole thing. I don't know how, know how to get that rolling. I don't know how to talk to women. Um, and I can never tell if a woman is flirting. So guys uh, here in the room, can you tell if a woman's flirting with you? No, right? I, I wanna say to every man in here who is like, it is them, it is them, it is the women, it is completely their fault. Uh, yeah, I, we, you gotta tell me flat out, I am flirting with you or else I won't know. Well, no, that's not true. Actually, a few weeks ago, there was a girl, I knew she was flirting with me. Uh, by the way, I acted really stupid and then turned and ran. Uh, yeah, that's that for me. That's a tell. So um, yeah, I'm probably never going to date anyone ever again. Anyway, my name is Charity. I'm forever single. <laughs> and give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin.
Charity Pomeroy, I have some dating advice for you. Some people say raise the bar. Some people say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. Like that's what you do. You don't need to be on Tinder. You don't need to be on Bumble. You don't need to be on Uber or whatever. I don't know what people are on these days. But you just have to meet at the bar. That's how that works. Yay, Charity Pomeroy, yay! That was like a therapy session for all of us. It was a lot of fun. And I do believe that cats are 100% therapy. Uh, your next comedian, he understand, He actually runs a strange form of therapy in his lift car. Yeah, it's you. Do you, can, do you wanna switch it? Do you have to pee or something? Do you wanna switch? Yeah. We'll switch it. We'll have, yeah, we'll have another. We'll, yeah, no problem. <laughs> You're... Your next comedian, I can still use the therapy tag. I don't really want to. I'll be like, your next comedian. Just admit it. There's, I would totally go to therapy. I just can't afford it. I'm like, I'm on Medi-Cal. You only get six a year. And by the time I'd actually find a nice person that I could trust and talk to, they'd be like, I can never see you again. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh my God, it's just like, <laughs> I feel it'll be like junior high all over again. <laughs> we go on six dates and you're like, I don't ever want to see you again. <laughs> Good. Uh, your next comedian, what a funny guy he is. I always enjoy his comedy. Clap your hands wildly for John Gallagher! Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I love this. Like, I, uh, this is like a Maria Bamford special. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is this. It's like, you perform comedy for a cat in a spaceship behind, in front of a wall of knives. Like, comedy in 2018, like, what the fuck? I don't know. Okay. No, it's satirical. Is it? What? What the fuck? Is it? Is this? It's like, this is the joke. I guess. Okay. I'll yell into a void. Sure. <laughs> it's like, that's okay. I've got, I've got to play this cat, man. I'm like, you know, he's, he's sleeping. He's, he, like, the cat's just sleeping. He's, he doesn't give. It's perfect. It's all. Exactly. Oh, see? That's what, you, yeah. Like, that's the best kind of, I don't know. I feel like I should do crowd work. It's like, hey, what do you, what do, you do? He's like, mm. You like milk? <laughs> Hell yeah, you do, dude. <laughs> it's like, man, what's your favorite kind of tuna? What do you think? <laughs> you feel like a little star-kissed, little star-kissed kitty? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I know. I know a star-kissed kitty. You ever seen these star-kissed kitties? Mm. <laughs> Stupid-ass star-kissed kitties. <laughs> man. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. But those, uh, I'm out of tuna brands. What <laughs> Wait, uh, gold, something of the sea? Chicken of the Sea Bubble, Bumblebee. Bumblebee Tuna. Oh, very good. Very good. See, this is what comedy should be, I guess. <laughs> now we're back. Now we're back. 60 minutes. Name this tuna, man. Here we go. We're all good. I love it. Feeling the juice, baby. Feeling the juice. <laughs> Charity talked about her friend getting motorboated by an ass. Excellent. Very good. I, uh, I, I last stri- I, I've never been to a strip club in San Francisco. I uh, last strip club I was in was in Reno, uh, and yeah, it's it's a gross story. So <laughs> it's going to be a gross story. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a gross place. Uh, Reno, though, uh, I grew up there, and it's in a perpetual identity crisis. Like it's always, it never knows what it wants because Reno is kind of like Vegas. It's like 24 hours, hookers, drugs, gambling. But at the same time, Reno doesn't understand that it's disgusting, right? So it, it it's a Reno also tries to be like wholesome and family oriented so it's like yeah you could do all that shit but it's like but raise your kids here man come on it's like it's like fucking creepier you know (laughs) 
like the ice cream man's trying to sell you meth at the same time. You're like, what the fuck? No, I don't like this at all. And so like uh, last time I was at, last time at the, uh, the strip club, like the Reno like friendliness and creepiness also bled into the strip club because my buddies, I was, it was his birthday. We go to the strip club. We're sitting in, in this thing. And this guy, uh, I, I see a guy that I know from like elementary school. And instead of like us going like, no, we're looking at the, the breasts and the vagina. We're not going to talk right now. He goes, oh, hey, man, how you doing? I haven't seen you since like Little League. And you're like, what the fuck? Why are you having this conversation with me right now? We're both we're both doing horrible things. Like we're just ogling women together. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I fucking hit off a tee with that guy. And so he comes over and talks to me. And he's, I was like, he, he tells me some story. I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm here with my friend's birthday. So I got to go. He's like, and then I don't know why. It's common courtesy, right? I go, hey, what are you guys doing here? And this guy goes like, oh, we're here. We're here to watch charity. This is a girl that sat in front of me in math class. I found out she danced here. He's like, who's bad at math now? And he starts tossing money at this girl. He's <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. So there's a time when you know too much to heckle people with money. I wish, you know, sometimes stand-up comedy would be like that. It's like, man, this is a bad set. And then like a, strip, a stripper's bad. And I was like, man, they threw money at me. He's like, well, you, you made money. Fuck, that's, that's a great night. <laughs> like if somebody just winged a fucking quarter at me, I'd be like, wow, that hurt. But God, I guess, you know, pain and gain, I guess. I don't know. I'm still 25 cents richer, a little bit he- heavier. You can feel it in my hand. It was good. Um, I, uh, <laughs> Zia, Zia's in there. He's an Uber guy. <laughs> he is. He's an Uber man. I always, I, man, I had, I had the worst Uber the other day. I could fire up the Uber. I see probably the worst notification you can get. I queued up. It's like, hey, five minutes. Your driver Basm is away. And then it says they have like the little things about the driver's personalities now. Right? Yeah. Like they give you like little cues into their, their insights into their life. <laughs> and like it says Basm is great at conversations. And you're like, oh, my fuck, 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 fuck. Like, what a fucking nightmare. God, this guy pisses into a Mountain Dew cup all day. I don't want to talk to you. He's a, he's a mobile prisoner. You drive around your own prison cell. It's going to be the desperate ramblings of a fucking lunatic. That's what I'm going to hear. Some man, man breathing oxygen for the first time. He's going to talk. He's to waste my time. So I get in the car, I get in the car, and I'm expecting the worst, and this is actually a great thing, right? Oh, I thought you were still taking a shit. Hey, welcome back. Okay, good. Good, good. <laughs> did you, did you, did you, did you burrow out? Did you, did you, did you take out the back, Sarah? Did you, I seriously didn't see you leave. Fuck. Am I, I'm, I'm like fucking fried, man. My, my brain is, my brain's gone. <laughs> God damn. Ah! <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind. I uh, okay. So uh, here's the thing, though, guys. So start. I'll get you back in. Bad Uber, okay? Bad Uber. But I get in the car, and the car's actually great, right? This guy's name is Basm, right? Basm is a lovely man. Tells me the story, right? And the story starts like this. He's driving Uber because he lost his business because he lost both of his kidneys. His kidneys went infection, and he was going to die, right? So he starts getting medical treatment, and he starts to search for a kidney, but he's down at the bottom of a donor list. He's too far down. Has to bring in relatives from other countries that he's related to to try and find a match no match so he's searching far and wide he thinks like hope's lost he's like oh shit i'm gonna die the only person that's a match for basm is his wife the only person his wife donates her kidney to him and saves his life 
And it's like one of those things where it's like this beautiful thing, these two people like just randomly meet, and now because they met, he's alive, and they're still part of each other. It's this beautiful story. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. It really makes you think. And so I get out of the car, and he's like, hey, have a good day. I'm like, oh, you have a good day too. And I'm like, I'm thinking about it, hitting me hard. Look at my phone, Uber notifications, like, how's your ride? Give a rating. Like, wow, how do I, how do I rate this? One star. No conversations, man. Don't fucking talk to me, dude. <laughs> then <laughs> he is bad at conversations, too. That was a 20-minute monologue at best. No, he didn't ask me about my day once. It's about me. Well, there's two people in this car, is what I'm trying to say. It's still to me. We're still working. That's good, though. I like I like Uber I like Uber uh, still it's good because I like that for the most part they don't do as much talking Lyft is like all about like personalities and that sucks because you're like no you I don't yeah I don't like that right it's like I'm gonna tell you all no don't do that like uh, but there's sometimes where it's cool like I had one guy who was talking to me and like ran through three red lights in the San Francisco financial <laughs> district and I was like you've told me everything I need to know that like you're gonna fucking murder me <laughs> so I have you ever barrel rolled out of a Corolla I didn't <laughs> <to> fucking <laughs> <laughs> I had to fucking do that, and I ran away. Still gave him five stars. Like, ah, hey, he needs a gig. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't want to cost him anything. But uh, the other time, uh, I was getting a, a lift, and uh, I get in the car, and so I'm just in a pool because I was broke, and like I'm drunk, I'm wasted, and there's a lady next to me who's like this. There's a heavy set black lady who's like very nice, but she starts being like a little too friendly, and like just joking. Like, I can't remember what I said, but I was just like flirting, like way over the top. It's like, oh, I'm meeting my wife tonight. Like, just like really just going for it, like super hard. But then like. It, it starts to get real because then I start to feel hand slide over the top of the crotch, the jeans, the back of uh, the car starts sliding over. I'm like, oh, my God, an over the top handy. This is insane. And then the friction sound started to be a little loud as the drive goes along because I, I look up like a little moment of desperation. Meet the driver's eyes. He makes direct eye contact with me and then his eyes go down. And I'm like, oh, man, I think he's, he's probably going to get weird. I'm going to get a bad rating or he's going to kick us out of the car or something. And then he goes to the radio. And he switches on the radio. <laughs> And I don't remember if he had serious or what. The first song that's playing, Take My Breath Away from the Top Gun soundtrack. Just like he had that on lock. He's like, well, time to send this fucking into overdrive. You know where that tip feature is. Enjoy that hand job, buddy. That, ba that back seat's there for a reason. Enjoy that plastic sheeting. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'd be rude. Just blast a fucking load into the guy's back seat. You knew what this was. <laughs> please, please tip me. It's not good. <laughs> Look, I, uh, <laughs> this is a weird thing to think about. Isn't it weird that Republicans think uh, gay people can be cured by electricity? <laughs> That's a fucking weird thought, right? <laughs> it's like, no, you just you shock them with more electricity. They're not gay anymore. It's like, well, doesn't like, I don't know. I, I, I always say I operate with like comic book law in my head, like, right? So, like, ostensibly, like, more electricity should be more of something, right? It's like how superheroes are created. So, like, if you, like, shock a person, a gay person with electricity, you just make them, like, super gay. Like, that's how, like, that's how drag queens are created in my head, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's like an, yeah, it's like an origin story. Like, mild-mannered Carl was sitting in his cubicle one day having vaguely sexual thoughts about his neighbor Ted when a, a computer short-circuited, pumping him full of thousands of volts of electricity. And now he's Peach Supreme, fucking and sucking <laughs> up and down the West Coast. Every hole filled, and justice is happening. 
Just, I don't know. It sounds cool. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> I, uh, I was thinking about the NFL, too. Like, uh, I, I, was at a, I was at a Raiders tailgate. And, you know, the other thing, too, the NFL gets a lot of flack. Uh, but it's, like, kind of cool that you can go and just bet on millionaires giving each other brain damage, right? <laughs> like, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> Like when? What other? When do you get to do that? Like you don't get to see like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos have a like a battle to the death. <laughs> I can't put money on that shit, but I can definitely saw. I can bet on Marshawn Lynch trying to kill Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, it's like fucking douchebags. Yeah, fuck you guys. Fuck both of you. Um, but I was I was like you don't you don't expect enlightenment there, right? I was in the Raiders tailgate, right? Of course, definitely no enlightenment in Raiders tailgating at all. But my friend's wife's there and she's breastfeeding. And cool, you know, titty out, feeding your spawn. Excellent. You know, he's just feeding the future, right? And so she's feeding her kid, and, uh, like, the guy in full black hole regalia comes by, like, sees her breastfeeding, and then keeps walking by. But then he, like, comes back closer to the conversation, and we're like, uh, can we help you? And he's like, he just, like, sits there for a second, and this is the only thing he says. And he goes, yo, that's Raider titty. And then just walks away. <laughs> and that's... That's that was it, and uh, I don't know about myself, but like if I was a female, who wants a raider titty? Jesus Christ, what a horrible fucking compliment! <laughs> like, is your is your tit like does it is it rampant with rabies and tetanus? Like, is that what's happening? Does you, do you have a barbed wire tattoo all around your? Do your nipples just shoot out ranch dressing? Is that all it is? Uh, just those are raider titties. Those are Raider titties. And you hide those. You hide those to the best of your ability. Oh, yeah. It's gross. Gross thing to say. I'm going to say one last gross thing. Um, and this is, I, I, I told a lot of jokes. This is the only joke where I have witnessed, and at this point now, five people start to make out when I tell it. And when I tell it, you'll be like, what the fuck? Why? Who are these monsters? And I'll, 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 I'll start this. The most disgusting thing I've ever seen, I've seen like horrible behavior in a lot of ways. Worst thing on the scale of like murder, uh, all sorts of crimes, was a, me watching a man order a sandwich in a deli counter. Uh, and this is awful, right? So I'm sitting behind this guy. He seems normal. But he goes up to the counter and like, I was like, hey, what do you want? And this guy goes, uh, I'd like to take a ham sandwich uh, plain. And she's like, okay. And he's like, uh, she's like, anything else? Any vegetables? He's like, no vegetables. Extra mayo. I'll tell you when. Oh, what? I'll tell you when. Jesus, what? And then so this lady's like, okay, like she's like, all right, tough guy, you know. It's like, so she what she does? This lady calls his bluff. like, oh, extra mayo. She takes the deli spoon, the full deli spoon, puts it into the thing of mayo. So it's like now like this high, and she plops it. There's an audible plop on the bread. And she's like, huh, enough for you? Like going like, ah, I got you. And this guy goes, more. <laughs> like he just, uh, he just like just like, uh, just like a fucking wolf around prey, you know. And then so she's like, oh, gross. She dips in for number two, another plop, and now this like he's sweating like sweating excitedly he's got like mayonnaise sweats you know how it gets in the side of your mouth now it's all over his face that's how he looks shiny and so she looks back and he's like huh more he's like Ugh. he's just making noises now he's like yeah so she does three and then before she gets the third scoop she just like holds her body and she looks back it up at him like don't please don't make me do this. Just don't make me, just don't make me do this. And then he goes like this, like you'll you'll stop when Daddy says stop. 
she takes the spoon, plops it, and then he goes, Ugh, like enough. <laughs> At this point, bread is here, mayo is like here. And she's like, anything else? He goes, no, God, ugh. And then just squirts it all together, and Manny just shoots down the side like a rancid cum shot. <laughs> and he just backs this up and just goes home. Now, guys, this is a person in public. <laughs> he thought this was acceptable human behavior. What is this monster doing behind closed doors? You can only imagine he's like tiptoeing over severed body parts to like a refrigerator with just a human head that just says daddy's dipping nays or just dips handfuls of mayo into his own face going, nobody judges daddy in the dark. <laughs> just <laughs> and scoops it down. Yeah. And um, people have made out to that joke, guys. Yeah, that's enough. Bye. <laughs> Wow, John Gallagher. I have an unnatural love for mayonnaise, but not that much. I mean, I like to eat, um, uh, what are they called? Artichokes and use dip it in. And the artichoke becomes a spoon, basically, for mayonnaise or butter or both. Sometimes I have butter and mayonnaise, and I just separate it back and forth. I think that's exciting. I like, I like all the fats. I don't have a problem with the fats. I love the fats. I actually want to, um, I'm so glad you talked about lactation. I want to do the one thing that my body, God wanted my body to do, and, and that's lactate, because I smoke and eat so much marijuana that I will have, you know, my breast milk will be full of THC, and what I'd like to do is take enough of my breast milk and condense it and make TH cheese <laughs> so that I can save the vegans because cashew milk is not milk, and it does not make actual cheese. And I could be consent-based milk. This would be 100% consent-based milk that I would save the vegans with. But then my only question is, like, can I get high on my own supply? So if I make the cheese and it has THC cheese in it and I eat it, like, do I? is it just like a, a constant cycle of just like... Joy. Would you eat my cheese? Would you eat? Would you eat cheese made out of my breast milk? You would. All right. Cool. Awesome. Yay! I think it's 22% fat. Breast milk is 22% fat. I think it would make a delicious cheese. It would make like it could make like a triple cream brie, th breeze thing. It could be really, really good. I'm really excited about it. Uh, your next comedian. He's a really funny guy. He actually uh, drives for Lyft. He has this amazing book called Lift Me Up that's based off of, he's trying to like do therapy in his car. He's, just, he's like, hey, everybody, let's like communicate, with the per leave a message to the person after you. And then he took this book and then it's really neat. It's a good book. I have it on my bookshelf and I enjoyed it very much. And you should listen to his podcast, also called Lift Me Up. Uh, put your hands together right now for Zia Ahmed. Yay! <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah. So that was all a uh, thing, the book and the podcast. And I'm going to talk a little bit about all those things. Um, but I also wanted to tell, I feel like I often, um, I've kind of gotten to a position with this, this book, this whole project. Should we just open? Should I start with that? Should I? Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Cool. So my name is Zia and I'm a Lyft driver. And for those of you guys who don't know, as I drive around, I like to ask my current passenger to leave my next passenger a message, okay? I'm gonna give you two examples of those messages, right? So once somebody got in my car and wrote, paradise is not another world. Paradise is not another world. It is the ruins of this world gazed upon compassionately. 
So it's deep, it's meaningful, it's actually kind of beautiful for a lift drive, right? And then somebody else got in my car and wrote, my couch pulls out, but I don't. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the range of messages that I've kind of been able to compile over uh, the past few years is actually kind of cool. I published that in a book. It's called Lift Me Up San Francisco. Please do check it out on Amazon and bookstores. Uh, that was the applause, <laughs> applause break right there. <laughs> there you go. All right, cool. The support, the support, fucking support, motherfucker. All right, so um, so yeah, that's definitely one of the things that I did, and. Um, uh, you know, as, as a Lyft driver, you often do get uh, all sorts of really bizarre uh, compliments. Compliments. Um, uh, by the way, John, I was just thinking about uh, the guy's name wasn't Basim, it was Basam. Uh, <laughs> and that's uh, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps uh, I mean, I'm sure you say Pakistan too, but it's Pakistan. <laughs> it's, uh, it, we will we will get to it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right, all right, all right. So, so compliments as a Lyft driver, right? I've gotten a, a lot of bizarre compliments. Um, once somebody, you know, you get compliments for all these bizarre things. For example, if you speed up and break a red light or a yellow light, you actually get compliments. I get tips every time I bust through a stop sign. I don't... Uh, an illegal U-turn, those are always helpful on, il there you go, That's their, oh, those are always helpful on these streets in San Francisco. The strangest compliment I got was once these two chicks got in my car and they said, oh, I'm so glad you talk English. <laughs> now, uh, now, now I thought to my, said to myself, first of all, it's speak, you dumb cunt. <laughs> Uh, but I didn't say that. I definitely, obviously, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I took it as a compliment. I told her, ma'am, that's a compliment to me. And the reason why I did that, because I want to have a threesome with these bitches. <laughs> right? Yeah. I've, I know. It's true. It's true. That has happened. I just haven't written about it. And uh, we'll get to that one of these days. Um, one of the few things, some of the things that I actually wanted to talk about. So, so yeah, so my name is Zia. I'm from the country of Pakistan, and I'm a Muslim, so you better hope I don't bomb on stage tonight. <laughs> Cute little racy, you know, kind of edgy joke. Let's see how where it goes. I mean, for the people who've heard that plenty of times, that's it's a drag, but I dig it. Um, uh, uh, I, you know, so I'm from the city of Karachi in Pakistan. It's a city of 20. Yeah. yeah well, what's funny about that? Well, well, <laughs> So Karachi in Pakistan, it's a city of 25 million people, and there are zero bars. <laughs> zero bars. So the next time you're at a bar, make sure you tip your waitstaff and your bartender. This is a bit that I do at bars. Uh, I don't know why I did that over here, but let's just uh, move on. All right, so, uh, so alcohol is prohibited in Pakistan. There are no bars. The alcohol is prohibited, but you can still buy alcohol from these shady little hole-in-the-wall spots with like these barricaded uh, fucking doors uh, and it said the only way that you know it's a wine shop is it says outside the store in big letters in English it says for sale only to non-Muslims wow. 
<laughs> and that's the only way you know that you can buy alcohol there, <laughs> which is a unique, is a bizarre way to find out that you can. And and you know, if somebody ever asks you to prove that you're a Muslim, there's no way they can, <laughs> there's no way they can do that. If you say, "Are you a Muslim?" You say, "No." Okay, cool. Uh, and that's how you get alcohol. The only one way they can actually check that is to see if you're circumcised. And if anybody ever asks you to see if you're circumcised, just say no. That's not a thing. You don't ever want anybody, just don't, right? No? I mean, w would you say yes, John? <laughs> like, is that, yeah? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so my favorite three things, so, you know, as, uh, as bizarre as it is, Pakistan and all this weird, crazy shit that happens, um, I do dig it. I'm a big fan, for sure, without a doubt. Uh, my three favorite thing about Pakistan are our clothes, our food, and our heroin. We have the <laughs> best heroin on the, there's, there's some jokes in here, come on. There's some, <laughs> there's some jokes. Every single time I tell somebody I'm Pakistani, they tell me, oh, I know you. I've seen the big sick. I know exactly. Because fucking big sick, it was a Joe movie not too long ago, Kumail Nanjiani. And uh, yeah, that's, I feel like people think they know about Pakistan because of that movie. It is strange because it's, it's a country of 200 million. Kumail, Kumail Nanjiani is one of them. And uh, yeah, I actually did go to high school with him. <laughs> yeah, uh, in Karachi High School. Uh, and he's got this really bizarre story that he tells about getting egged once. That was my <laughs> crew, but let's not go there. Um, while I was actually in Pakistan, um, I hosted a nighttime talk show, a radio, a, night a live nighttime talk show called uh, The Lighter Side of Things. Uh, it was from 10 o'clock at night to 12 o'clock at night, live call-in talk show. And, um, and, 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 and one of the most interesting things that I ever came up, and I wanna, I wanna try and share more of these stories and stuff with you guys, but uh, I wanna ask, what do you think was the most requested song in Pakistan? The most requested song, what? It's a good, it's a good guess. It's definitely a good guess, but that's not it. Anything else, anything else? That's another very, very good guess. Two very, very popular songs. However, the most popular song, most requested song in Pakistan was Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> Titanic was like the biggest fucking thing on the planet. This is like 2009. <laughs> it was like 15 years after that fucking movie and they were still all about, all about that. I don't, I don't know why, but uh, Titanic was without a doubt a thing. So um, a little bit more. I, I am a Muslim. I'm I'm a fan. I like I'm I'm I, I I'm not a good practicer. I don't know too much about it. But without a doubt, I am a Muslim. Alhamdulillah, a hundred percent. And I like searching and learning and understanding and seeing what people are doing within the tradition across the world. Um, and one of the things that I recently came across was a uh, uh, what was it? The um, Muslim Entrepreneur Conference in Malaysia. It was a Muslim entrepreneur conference in Malaysia. And one of the products that was highlighted over there was a uh, halal cat shampoo. 
<laughs> I don't know what the fuck. I don't get it. I don't know what it is either. I don't know what it is, but halal has to do with something you can eat. So either you can eat the shampoo or you can eat the cat after you give it a shampoo, <laughs> but something better be going in my fucking stomach, right? <laughs> right? Uh, come on, you gotta eat something. Just got halal, the word halal in it. Um, I got, I have another, I have this one question thing that's been on my mind. Well, it's a, more of a thought. I'm sure you guys are all familiar. Instagram? Yeah, Instagram? Yeah. Right. So I think, I think Instagram should have been the name of an app that delivers cocaine. <laughs> right? What else could you possibly need a gram of instantly? That was, my, that was one of my little one-liners over there. Let's see uh, if we've got anything else uh, to do. How, how am I on time right now? Do I have time? You're at 9.30 right now. Wow. Oh, right on. Well, um, I, I feel like, um, <clears throat> so, so I was, this is, the, you know, we were talking about uh, Lyft earlier, and uh, one of the, uh, so, so I drive for Lyft. I mean, I, have, I own a car parking in San Francisco. Parking tickets, that's what I'm trying to say. I drive for Lyft to pay off my parking tickets, <laughs> and as I drive, I get more tickets. <laughs> I think that's called the infinite loop, ladies and gentlemen. And that's pretty much my time. Uh, I'm gonna kinda give it up right there. All right, thank you, guys. Zia Ahmed, the best person to go to open mics with because he's a Lyft driver. He'll just take you from place to place. Like, yeah, let's hang out, let's go. Um, thank you guys all for coming to the show tonight. I'll do like, I was one more cat joke. Nah, we, we've ex have we exhausted the cat jokes? Have we? I, I mean, I, 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 love, I love this cat so much. Uh, he is just the best. And I know that he loves me so much because uh, I was getting finger banged by my boyfriend. Kitten didn't just sniff his fingers. He licked him, <laughs> meaning that the kid really, really loves me. <laughs> or women really do taste like tuna. Mm -mm. Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. Mm, that's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. It is an old, old flappy vagina. <laughs> On that, all professionals end on a vag uh, joke, am I right? <laughs> Whoopity do. I get to talk about it all I want because I could be naked right now and you wouldn't be able to see anything because I have so much pubic hair, it looks like a hair skirt. <laughs> it's like I can, I don't feel embarrassed naked. I'm like, try to look. Can't see anything down there. I could actually French braid my pubes. It's really quite amazing. It's, it's, Ooh, this has been a fun show. Um, thank you guys so much for coming. Honestly, thank you to all the comedians, uh, to Boris Shakurko and John Gallagher and Charity Pomeroy and Zia Ahmed. And and he was Richard Kiss was right here. And there was another one that now out of sight, out of mind. Who <laughs> was the <laughs> was that all of us? That was it. That was it. That was all of us. Okay, cool. Yeah, and thanks to David in the back. Oh, and me. Oh, me. I did. I did jokes. I told jokes. Uh, and David Zunzu Kirscher for running the ones and twos back there. And thank you guys all for being here. And uh, we'll be here next week and every Friday on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Yay! Yay!
apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, 
Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for the Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a
my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks, you know. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) How exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for everyday conversations on race with everyday people. With Simma Lieberman, everyday people talking about race every week. Different everyday people talking about race. On Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, it's spiritual psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate, it'll heal ya. Then, at noon, stick around. Sergio Novoa brings you my limited view, talking about all things from his perspective. Then, on Thursdays, from 8 to 10, it's time for Beyond Your Comprehension with Clem. Exciting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Also, the IC Podcast. That's the Imprint City Podcast. Coming soon. MutinyRadio.fm. New shows. You can have one, too. Contact director at MutinyRadio.fm. Everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com.
So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCD. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face, who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied today. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Angelo How long? Lamenti. About 40 years. Have you been in prison, too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Friday night, it's 6 o'clock, it's mutinyradio.fm, you're turned into the happy hour. Happy hour open mic, guest hosted this week by the hilarious, put your hands together right now for Ben Mitchell! Guys, what's up? How are we all doing? It's a full house tonight, I like that. It's hot as fuck out here. For the listener at home, it is 90 degrees in San Francisco. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I'm uh, happy you guys are all here. This is my first time hosting at uh, Mutiny, so I'm excited to ha- uh, to have you in front of me. I'm I'm assuming you guys are all fa- just huge fans of me, so you know, really just perusing my calendar. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I, I'm just doing. I'm just touring around these days. Uh, so uh, I've had a good year this year. I had a um, I had a family reunion this year. It was pretty cool. Fam- family reunion. Yeah, I give it up for that. And by family reunion, I mean my grandfather died and we all just decided to show up. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's how my family does things. Uh, we don't go to your happy celebrations. We won't go to your uh, graduation. We won't go to your your wedding. No, we won't show up to that. But when you die, fuck yeah, we'll be there. That's an occasion right there. We'll show up to that for sure. Get really drunk and tell passive-aggressive stories about each other. That's how we do it in the Mitchell household. Yes, I like it. Uh, and uh, what's, it's kind of awkward, though, sometimes, you know, when you come home. Uh, I, my family lives out of state, so you come home, and you go come back to work, and the people, your coworkers are like, you know, uh, where have you been? Did you go on a vacation? And you're like, not exactly. It wasn't a, a vacation. Uh, my grandfather died. And so you have to have that, like, it's uncomfortable, right? It's like, you, you know they feel bad, but also it's like, you know, you don't really feel bad. You play that game, you know, it's like, how bad should I really feel about this before I start telling you about this new rash I have? Like, that's how it, it, it feels. And, and you play this game. How you play this game is you say things like, oh, your grandfather died. Uh, how old was he? You know, just to kind of get a, 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 a gauge. And uh, uh, my grandfather was 91, which I realize is not the age that anyone gives a shit about if you die. Uh, no one gives, no one cares, honestly. No one, you don't get any kind of sympathy. You get a lot of this. You're like, well, it was his time. <laughs> he, he, had a, he had a good life. That's what you get a lot of. And whenever I hear that, I just, I like to tell them, uh, well, you know, he was murdered. 
Yeah, it was his time, huh? Did you do it? <laughs> he did have a good life, you know? Like, the day before, he just ran a marathon, so it just definitely wasn't his time. Marathon, and then he was murdered. Murdered probably by you, so I'm going to go report you. Thank you very much. Um, so that's that's been my year. It's been pretty good. Uh, another... Uh, Another issue that I'm having, I'm just going to vent here. Uh, another issue I'm having, uh, I, I, I had a real shitty situation at my work recently where they gave me, they gave me uh, I got an email from a hiring manager. They got me, re me really excited. They're like, we have a new job for you. We're going we're, we're gonna to promote you. We're going to give you a higher salary, better responsibilities, better title. And I was like, you got me a higher salary for sure. I will do that just whatever you want me to do. So I go home, I'm really excited. I want to, uh, I go home and tell my friends and family, they get excited for me, I come back. Turns out I get another email from the same hiring manager. Turns out there's another Benjamin J. Mitchell at the same company that I work for. Yeah, and they wanted to hire him instead of me. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe it at first, I didn't believe it. I looked it up and it's true. Uh, it's this guy, Benjamin J. Mitchell, he lives in New York. He's a, uh, just seems like a real go-getter, honestly. He uh, has, He's got, <laughs> he's got like a better education. He's got a full head of hair, just 10 out of 10. He's a gorgeous man. They made the right choice, in my opinion, honestly. Uh, but you know, when you, when you have those, uh, you, you ha sometimes you just feel, you have those feelings where you like, you, d you don't feel, you feel like an imposter, right? Like you feel left out. You're, you're not as smart as other people. You're not as, uh, you're not as experienced. You're not as good as other people. Well, now I know as a fact, at my company, I am the worst Benjamin J. Mitchell. Like, I know that for sure. It's very certain. Uh, if, I, if at my company, my uh, a boss says, hey, get me Benjamin J. Mitchell, they have to say, which one? The one we like? <laughs> or that shitty one that is always talking shit about us on, on stage every night? That's, I'm the latter there. All right, guys, let's keep it going. Uh, your first comic for the night is this man rolling a bleasy. Yeah, we can put that down. It is Warhol Kaufman. One thing I need to know, if a paramedic has to take a shit, is it an emergency? I saw an old man walking past a funeral home. Dude, just go in. Go in. I want to get a, a little terrier and keep it indoors and name it 9-11. 9-11 was an inside dog. I'm really impressed with British imperialism. Like every time I watch a movie, Set in space or fairyland, everyone's talking with a British accent. They got everywhere. White people invented passports. I think it was the British. They went all over the globe and fucked everyone. And then they got home and they were like, we can't let these little nigger babies jeopardize the crown. Gotta set up some checkpoints. Let me see some ID. No, sir. I'm older than Jimi Hendrix. 
and I still can't play guitar. Eric Clapton can shred on guitar, but he can't latch a freaking window. Eric Clapton's baby mama must be really mad at him for that unplugged version of Layla. Some things are unforgivable. I saw in this movie that Jimi Hendrix apparently beat up a white girl with a telephone. Is that why the woman was crying Mary? My ex-girlfriend just got the pre-abortion sonogram. Everyone's looking healthy. Everything's looking good. I was scared my girl liked cocaine more than she liked me. And I was right because she didn't dump coke yesterday. Uh, this is true. This is just a fact. I uh, once was scheduled to do a show on the road with the good Asian drivers. And they were late. They got in a car accident. That happened. Yeah, I'm sorry it happened too. Um... Everybody got all excited about that black hole photo on social media, but I have Metro PCS. My shit wouldn't load, man. <laughs> like, all I saw was just complete blackness. I saw this pro-life billboard. It said, real men love babies. I just wanted to put a NAMBLA logo on it. NAMBLA is the North American Man Boy Love Association. Basically, they're like, so w I know we can't fuck babies, right? Can we fuck babies? And everyone's like, go away. All right, that was Warhol Coffin. I'm going to do some uh, prep work here because the XLR cable no longer is good on that mic. So let's do this. How's that? Here we go. We're cooking with gas here. All right, I took up enough of that time. Here's your next comedian, Cody Abe. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. It's Friday, right? Yeah. Um, so fuck medical dramas. Yeah. Well, like, not for the, I don't know what reasons you're thinking of, but I say fuck them because uh, they really trivialize the struggle of like, like uh, a rush, you know? <laughs> like, oh, you're gonna make a, you're gonna make millions of dollars off of uh, a bunch of people coming into the hospital when A, people do that uh, all the time at restaurants during dinner time like the you, you got the, the <laughs> like you got a dinner rush coming in and you don't you don't see you don't see fucking uh the the, the you don't see the wait staff saying or like fucking going to the camera like <laughs> yeah uh, you don't see the wait staff like wanting to like like, like 
I mean, I guess you see the weight stuff also. Never mind, whatever, <laughs> fuck it. Um, <laughs> so I'm in between, or I'm unemployed right now, or uh, as, uh, I mean, you can clap, but uh, I don't tell people that. It's more like I'm in between jobs. Similarly, I'm, I've been staying at Airbnbs lately, so I'm basically in between houses. That's like the same thing. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that kind of sucks. Uh, I had to move out recently from my old place, pu put everything in my car. So it looks like I live in my car, but uh, at least I have the money for Airbnbs. That's, that's fun. Um, so literally shit that I thought of. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Okay, um, so uh, I lost my dad at the age of six. Then I found him. <laughs> Everyone knows him in here. <laughs> I just got to get it out. Okay, the setup. Okay, uh, but um, but then I, uh, I, but then I found him as we put his urn into the mausoleum. Um, but I love my uh, I love my dad. Uh, he was uh, f from what I remember of him at least. Um, but it was tough growing out without a father. Uh, I didn't have anybody to uh, teach me how to shave. Uh, teach me how to beat my mother <laughs> or teach me how to roll joints but what I did have was a mother a loving mother to teach me how to beat me and also roll joints <laughs> but uh, um, you know <laughs> I would get in trouble a lot. I mean, I, as you can tell, I got in trouble a lot because I got beat. It was for it was not it was for a reason, guys. Just just letting you all know, it was for a reason. There was a good reason for it. But um, so she would have to punish me a lot. And for those of you who can't use context clues or don't know what it is, that means she stole my weed. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I love my mother to death, just like my father. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, smoking weed is, is fun. Uh, I smoked weed for the first time when I was 16. Uh, I got high for the first time when I was 18 because I was too much of a pussy to inhale the smoke. So I spent all that money on weed and got nothing out of it for two years. All right, thank you everybody. <laughs> Give it up for Cody. Cody, I'm trying to figure you out, man. You're unemployed, but you're going from Airbnb, Airbnb to Airbnb. How does the fuck does that work, man? <laughs> you said you save money that way? No, I got some money. Oh, you got some money saved. Okay, man. I was I was I was worried for you. I was like, damn, dude. Like, shit. This is not gonna last, man. <laughs> All right, guys, give it up for your next comedian, Marad Shockey. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I had never met another Maraud until like two days ago. You'd think I would have met him in Egypt. No, I met him in Bayview. He was my Uber Eats delivery driver. Uh, but he didn't spell his name like mine. He spelled it M-U-R-A-T like some fucking psychopath, but we can't be picky. Uh, and he comes up to my door and I open the door and I greet him with this level of energy. Hey, Maraud! Because uh, I know he's not just bumping into them uh, left and right. To which he responded, here's your food. Uh, so I'm pretty sure I have to kill him, right? Because uh, we had like two options. It was either best friends or mortal enemies. Like who the fuck turns down a soulmate like that? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Rod. <laughs> uh, I'm Egyptian, uh, which means I have no respect for Greek cuisine. 
uh, Greek food is just Egyptian food with too much fucking yogurt on it. Uh, I'd rather be caught dead with a prostitute than with a euro. Uh, and while we're at it, Philly cheesesteaks, just the shawarmas of the West. But white people, I got to hand it to you. Y'all really up to the hummus game. In Egypt, there's one kind of hummus. It's called hummus. You walk into a Trader Joe's here, garlic, pine nuts, spinach, artichoke, roasted red pepper. What am I, a sultan? <laughs> you guys want to hear about the time I got a camera shoved up my butt? Yeah. Don't worry, it was a camera for butts. It wasn't just like a DSLR. I wasn't like <laughs> shitting Polaroids or anything like that. No, I had to get a colonoscopy because it turns out I have a genetic predisposition towards colon cancer. Uh, don't worry, though, guys. My colon's spotless. It's fucking crushing it right now. You wish you had my colon. Um, but uh, I had this weird Russian doctor who felt the need to emphasize how crazy, like how I was the youngest person he'd ever given a colonoscopy. And he proved so by showing me a full list of the patients up today, which is definitely illegal, full name and everything. And he goes, look, patient, 60, 70, 80 years old, then you, 22. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude, I think I missed the punchline. Was it, we save butt camera for people close to death anyway? There's another part of that joke. Uh, yeah, so I figure, why panic, right? I don't know that I have anything. No reason to panic until I have a reason to panic. Turns out, uh, turning on your side and showing your ass to a room full of doctors to my brain, pretty good reason to panic. Uh, but the anesthesia kicked in during the hyperventilation and the tears, and I woke up to fucking Rasputin doing an impression of me to my family. We turned him on his side, and he cried like little baby. boo hoo 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 Read the room, dude. I came here to find out I have colon cancer, not for a fucking roast battle. Um, but uh, colonoscopy prep is really brutal. It's a clear liquid fast for 24 hours. You can only have jello and colon cleanser. By the end of it, the water that is coming out of your body is crystal clear. You're just a human water cooler. It's not fucking, it's not fun. Uh, but I didn't have any Jello because I'm not a fucking mom from the 40s. So I had to like go to the grocery store, couldn't find the Jello, ask an employee, hey man, where's the Jello? Uh, to which he replied, oh, Jello? Like for Jello shots? <laughs> That's a weird first deviant association to make with Jello. That'd be like, oh, lotion? Like for checking off? <laughs> oh, you need a belt like to beat your kids with? Or like a belt to like strangle yourself while you jerk off with the lotion you just bought? I'm done with my butt jokes, guys. Uh, I used to play a keep-away football game in middle school. It's called Smear the Queer. Have you guys heard of this? Uh, I thought it was a game just me and my friends played. Turns out my most relatable bit. Uh, also, we got to hand it to the bigots on this one. Um, terrible premise, but delightful rhyme scheme. Like, it really rolls off the tongue. Uh, but whoever had the ball was the queer, and we were all trying to smear him. So I guess we were all competing to be the queer. So maybe all along it was just a super woke metaphor for staying true to your sexual identity in the face of pressures, physical and otherwise, external. Uh, yeah, I fucked that last line up. But thanks, guys. All right. Uh, I always feel uncomfortable because I'm Lebanese. I always feel uncomfortable telling people I'm Lebanese because it's always like so much of a follow-up. So I'm kind of jealous of you like knowing and embracing your culture whereas my family it was like once we got a white person in it we're like that's the one we're gonna fucking stick we're not gonna we're gonna we're not gonna speak the language at all anymore we're not going to eat that food at all fuck that shit mcdonald's and burger king till we fucking die so you know 
it's not as cool because I want to like relate to people sometimes, but it just doesn't fucking work out for me. Uh, your next comic is a fellow white man, John Gallagher. Hello, whites and others. Well, welcome. This is weird. Always good when you're getting classified by race immediately. Okay. Okay, guys, uh, thank you. I, I like uh, I do a little substitute teaching in addition to performing comedy, and uh, I've done a lot of comedy. And uh, like substitute teaching is worse because kids are way better at heckling than most people. I'll just say that right now. They're powered by evil and hormones, and they're a lot more accurate than they intend to be. Like I've done a lot of comedy, and most shows will just be like, uh, you know, like the worst heckles I've gotten be like, "Boo, you're ugly," or "Boo, you're fat." And be like, "Yeah, I got it. Can I talk still?" Okay, and then just move on. You're like, "Okay, thank you for hearing us." Children just keep going. And they have sniper-like accuracy. Uh, so I, I was substitute teaching a little bit ago, and uh, I'm teaching my class. And uh, out of nowhere, one of these children just goes, "Yo, I know who that is. That's Woody. He took, he stole Woody out of the box. That's a Chicken Man." And I was like, "Whoa!" And I was like. I just have to, like, I can feel an energy change in the room just like you guys are hearing right now. There's people having visceral reactions right now. And so I have to maintain a strong teacher-like authority. And I go, no, I'm not. And then they don't get the action they want because they are trying to break a person, okay? So I immediately go, like, chicken man, Woody. And I go to my phone to quietly Google out of the corner. I go, chicken man. And I see what he's referring to is the chicken man villain from Toy Story 2 is what he's referring to. Now, I'd forgotten all about this, but the image comes up, and my only reaction is, oh, God, no. Because... <laughs> I mean, if if this kid's kind of like the Lee Harvey Oswald of hecklers, just like if he had a rival, just like boom, kill shot, boom, kill shot. You don't want him on a grassy knoll. He has, he's very good. Uh, and so then I'm like, I, I sit there. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, this isn't good. And then I'm sitting there. Next period, chicken man. Fuck. Okay, this isn't great. Uh, another kid, completely different. Also with the chicken man thing, I'm like, this isn't gr good at all. I have to stop this somehow. And so I'm just sitting there waiting for the day to end. And I'm like, God, I got one more period. I'm like, I hope I got. Don't get. I can't. Can't be chicken man to make. I can't have it happen. That's not good. Fortunately, I get my uh, my my body gets saved because. Like luck out, one of the other faculty members gets stabbed in the face with a pair of scissors, and I get to leave. I'm like, yes! Who's a chicken man now? Not me! I'm free! And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> but now, but now the thing is, like, I was already gonna fill out a complaint about like why I can't go back to the school, and I called my little service, and I'm like, I can't go back to that school, and they're like, why? Is it because a child called you a chicken man? I'm like, no! He got stabbed in the face. I'm a strong boy, and I'm not, I'm not afraid of children at all. It's because I'm cool. All right, good. Anyway, uh, yeah, substituting whatever. I uh, the one thing that sucks too is you got to realize like you got to die. You might have to die for children you hate, and that's a horrifying feeling. And I I don't want to do that. I'm not going to <laughs> at all. I like I'm gonna treat substitute teaching a lot more like being at the end of a, like a boss at the end of like an old school video game. You know, like I'm just gonna treat the children like Koopas. I just throw at the school shooter until I escape to another castle. You know, like. They have the gun to the last kid. He's like, where'd he go? He's like, he's gone. He took the princess. And I have a girlfriend now in another school because I'm cool. <laughs> she's cool. Take, a, take another girl from the class. Like, You're my girlfriend now. She's like, what? <laughs> it's like, I thought they were bad. No, I'm good. Come with me. I, I can buy beer. I'm cool. <laughs> we start a family. Uh, God, that's horrifying. It's so scary. Um, yeah, you know. With uh, um, school shootings, uh, we can talk about them a lot. Like, oh, you know, the, there's 
it doesn't matter where you end up on the issue, though. You know, it's like they're they're bad, they're good, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like either way, like what what a, what better way to mold young minds than you know off the back of a classroom wall, huh? Hey, you know, you take a kid's blown out brain and you use it to teach them. I like working that one in there. It gets a good reaction every time. It's good to to tell. It is just it's just fun being uh, like cause I'm about to quit. It's one of the because I got a better job. It's so fun just being honest with children. Like yeah, you're you, we're, fuck you, and I'm like yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, and it's like also like fuck you, dude. Like I have no investment in your future at all. I just gave you. I just went to the grade book, gave you all Fs. I don't. You know why? Because I'm gone tomorrow. I don't care. It's great. Your future is nothing to me. I don't care. All right, bye. All right, that was John Gallagher. It's so funny to me knowing, like, having done stand-up for a while and then knowing that, like, other comedians either are teachers or are substitute teachers. I wish, as a kid, I knew half of my teachers were doing stand-up on the side just talking shit about us the whole time. I would have acted out so much more just to, you know, get my name in the lights one of these days, you know? Uh, so, Marand asked, he has a, uh, asked me to do this for him, and I'm very nice, so I'm going to do it. He's got a mic tomorrow at Manny's, that's over by uh, 16th Street in the Mission, over on, uh, at 7.30 to 9.30. It's the first mic, open mic, and hopefully it goes well. So, if, uh, if it goes well, then he's going to keep on doing it more, so everyone should go to that. Uh, and listen at home, listen in, because it's, not a it's definitely not a radio show, so go there. Uh, next comic is Kyle Morrissey. All right. I, um, I got into the first physical fight with my girlfriend. Yeah, uh, I won. Um, because she did not believe that the terminal velocity of a falling object is 9.8 meters per second. Physical fight. Physical, yeah. So I punched her in the fucking face. Um, let's see. Um, physical fight. Um, I have a beard. I'm thinking about shaving. Um, I have a ginger beard. Uh, which means I was really happy I couldn't grow a beard in, uh, in middle school because I feel like I'd be a lot more traumatized. Um, but uh, it's not all bad. Uh, there's an upside to it. Guy was like, you look like Christian Bale uh, from The Machinist. I'm skinny, for those of you who didn't get that reference. Uh, and uh, growing up, I got... I got made fun of for it. Um, even fat people made fun of me for it. Uh, but uh, as you get older, uh, the tables turn. Um, I'm 27, and I'm skinny. They're 27, and they are already having a midlife crisis. Uh, and just bio biologically, they can't afford a nice car. Um, I, uh, I finally saw Avengers. I finally saw Avengers Endgame. It was great. Yeah. Um, I uh, I like the Avengers. I just don't think that they're realistic at all. Uh, I don't mean that in literally every sense. Uh, I I mean that I feel like those guys would be and and girls would be getting uh, laid way more, like way more. Uh, let's think about it. Uh, they're celebrities. They are in peak physical condition. 
Uh, Wilt Chamberlain slept with like twenty thousand people. He was just tall, like like twenty thousand. That's crazy. Like for every one person that I have slept with, Wilt Chamberlain has slept with twenty thousand. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can't multiply by zero. Um, Infinity War. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, I am. Uh, I'm looking for a job right now, and uh, I'm looking for a job at one of those big companies downtown because uh, streamlining processes at data management optimization platforms is obviously my passion. <laughs> um, but uh, looking for a job, it's tough. Interviewing's tough because the one thing that's abundantly clear to me while I'm interviewing is like. What if I just try to kiss this dude right now? Like, it would ruin everything. Like, I don't even mean that. This is not like a Me Too thing. Like, have you ever been at the top of a building? You, like, look over the edge, and that little voice is like, jump. You're like, why, what? <laughs> I guess I could physically this possible, but what's the, like, why am I trying to find the fastest route to making this situation as bad as it could possibly be? Um, I've been crying a lot. Uh, thank you. Uh, it feels good. Uh, and then I looked up, it, uh, it actually releases endorphins, like uh, when you exercise. Uh, so now every time I go to the gym, uh, I just stand in the weight room and sob. Like it's, it's great. Like it's kind of a win-win, because -win uh, I get to challenge all that toxic masculinity, uh, just like stand over a dude while he's bench pressing and be like, this is what a real man looks like. Uh, not even lifting weights, like you wanna go, pussy? <laughs> That's my time. Uh, it's a little known fact, actually, uh, when every superhero transforms into that mutant new self that they have, it's, it's kind of a curse and a blessing, because a blessing because, you know, you get to uh, be superhuman, you get to be really strong, you, you know, you all, all, all of a sudden you're like beautiful. The curse is you always have a micro penis. It just happens every time, so you have to kind of weigh the difference, you know? That's just how it works, I guess. Uh, and I have another, uh, is, is Jack, Jack's, hey, yeah, I, I have some, I have some uh, advice for when you uh, apply to jobs. Um, just lie. <laughs> just, just lie. Just tell the, don't tell the truth. And honestly, you can print a college certificate. You can, you can print that pretty easily. You can. It's pretty easy to do. All right, your next com uh, your next comedian is Michael M. Oh no, your next comedian is Jack Ferguson. Sorry. You tried to get rid of me, but you couldn't. I like how we fixed the uh, or we didn't fix it, but we just have an easier access to the money. Uh, I uh, I've been uh, I've been watching a lot of Netflix recently. I get overwhelmed when I look at all the options for Netflix. There's too many things. I feel like I'm trying to choose something to eat from a Chinese food menu. You know, like there's a million things and I don't know what any of them are. But like the problem with Netflix is often you have to choose not just for yourself, but also for someone else. And I don't know what kind of Chinese food my brother likes, you know? <laughs> all right. Uh, I, uh, do you guys think monogamy is natural? No? It's probably not, right? It's a debate. But we've been doing it for like 2,000 years, you know? Humans are the only animal that could trick ourselves into doing something like that forever, you know? 
Like you would never see a golden retriever that's turned to drink because it hasn't slept with the poodle next door in years and all they do is bark at each other now. Meanwhile, the <laughs> meanwhile the poodle next door is going to the dog park without her collar on so the other dogs think she's single. Uh, all right. Uh, I, uh, I believe in aliens, but uh, I, th I think they don't want to hang out with us because I think they've seen the movies that we make about aliens and how they always end with us just killing all of the aliens, you know? Like Independence Day, War of the World, Ender's Game. The last scene of the movie is always like a giant explosion and then humans celebrating. Our movie industry is basically saying, come at me, bro, into space, you know? Uh, the one movie that we did make that didn't end that way about aliens was E.T. And if I was an alien watching that movie, my takeaway would be that in an entire town of people, only one young boy didn't want to kill the alien. And he had to hide him, Anne Frank style, in a closet <laughs> until that alien's ship came and took him away. And humans think that's an uplifting movie. <laughs> right? Real shit. Uh, <laughs> I, think we, uh, I think we're racist against aliens. I think we're spacist. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm gonna get a tattoo soon. Tattoos, uh, yeah, I have one already, so it's not my first, but tattoos are interesting because, uh, you know, it's a decision with permanent consequences that you often make spontaneously, you know, like having a child or trying to do a backflip. Uh, like doing a, <laughs> like doing a backflip, uh, getting a tattoo, is interesting because even if you do it successfully, some people are probably still gonna think you're an idiot, you know? Like getting a tattoo is like paying someone to hurt you and then lower your earning potential. <laughs> uh, you guys are gonna love this one. If two lesbians get divorced and they have a child, who keeps the kid, you know? They're both the mom. San Francisco, love it. Uh, <laughs> I kind of think that the more butch one has to move into a studio apartment and start dating a much younger lesbian. That's just my opinion. Uh, have you guys ever taken a shit in a public bathroom for so long that the people who work there think you're shooting heroin? No? I have. All right. Thank you. Jack Ferguson. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to skip you. I just... White names blur together. It's okay. It happens to me, too. I told you there's two Benjamin J. Mitchells at my company. All right, guys. Here's, here's your next comedian. He looks very prepared for it, ready to go, and his Patagonia tech jacket and his, and his key fob in his pocket. He doesn't want us to know where he works. Here he is, Michael M. Hey, thanks. Hey, how's it going, everyone? One, one, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Copy, do you copy? Yes, uh, so I just, I need to make sure that I put some money into this bucket. Hey, look at this, money go right into the bucket. Yes, let's keep it going from Mutiny, uh, Mutiny, I always have a trouble pronouncing this word, Mutiny, Mutiny? Mutiny, Mutant, sounds like uh, Mutants, right? This, uh, this poster is Mutants over there, right? Yeah, I always confuse Mutant and Mutiny, it's so complex. Uh, yeah, let's keep it going for, I don't know, let's not keep it going. I, d I have only five minutes. Uh, so I am a software engineer, but when the girls ask me what I do, I usually say I'm a writer. I'm meeting the thing that I write software. 
it's very awkward, yes. Because software engineer sounds insecure, but the writer sounds romantic. Yeah, a writer sounds like a man who can say something beautiful and doesn't have a job. Um, so I was I went to New York uh, last weekend, and then a guy on the left, I w in the plane, right? The guy on the left was constantly drinking Sprite, can after can after can. I'm like, gosh, I thought I was gonna get diabetes just by looking at him, and uh, so he had six cans of Sprite uh, during his five-hour flight. I almost I almost yelled at him, stop! It's so unhealthy. And I didn't because I, I, I had way too many drinks. Because I got very emotional um, watching Toy Story 3. My face was all wet, I was crying, and uh, I didn't want to make eye contact because I thought, I thought people would judge me. I think it's the worst when someone will see you crying watching Toy Story 3. They'll think, what a pussy. Uh, and um, uh, what's gonna be next? Oh, you know what? Uh, I am 35 years old. Yeah. Yes, pretty old, pretty old. <laughs> you know how I know it's old? Because <laughs> I was talking to an old guy, I was talking to an old guy, and then he told me his age, and it was exactly the same age with me. <laughs> I'm like, shit, I am so old. I don't know why, my brain still thinks that I'm in my 20s. Maybe because I, I watch, I listen to way many Disney songs. <laughs> I trick it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think Pam knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> she knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, um, ha. Um, all right. So uh, the la uh, my Amazon package got stolen. Uh, from the front door, but the thief didn't know it was only three rolls of toilet paper inside. Uh, yeah, sad. I feel like that person got so sad. They opened the package thinking, I'm gonna get a new iPhone, and there's three sad rolls of toilet paper looking at him. Like, sorry man, no iPhones at this time, but here's some tissues so you can try, so you can cry. Uh, yeah, and then I felt really guilty about it. Uh, it's like I felt like I gave my friend an empty Christmas present, right? You know, like a beautiful wrap sets high expectations, but the emptiness inside completely breaks it. It's like, uh, you know, it's like you're going on a date with a marina girl. All right, thank you so much. All right, keep it going. Uh, I like Disney. I like Disney stuff too. I actually, when I was in college, I uh, interned at a, on a Disney set on a Disney show. Yeah, it was. Uh, do you guys ever watch the show Live and Maddie? It's like a new one, Live and Maddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I for like a summer, like I, we, me and uh, you know Dove Cameron. Yeah, me and her were doing so much blow. It was fucking great. Like just a bunch of drugs with the Disney castmates. It was great. If, it, if she ever has, like, a, just a torpedo in her career, just, like, a real spiraling, terrible downfall, it was because of me. It was me. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, your next comedian is Jacob Melton. Jacob. Is Jacob here? Jacob doesn't want to be here. Next on the list is Ryan Schooley. 
right. Thank- I somehow I knew Jacob wasn't here. I don't know who the fuck Jacob is, but I'm like, I got a feeling it's gonna be me next, even though I am not next. I can't tell you how sad it is to be sitting over there and watch all your backs while you're on stage for the entire set. Like, I want to move. I guess there is a spot over there. I could have moved. That's on me, guys. I I, I could have changed my uh, I could have changed my ways. By the way, I'm totally gonna turn my back to you guys. <laughs> I'm playing to the good part of the room. Not that you're not good, just they're more. So, oh yeah, guys. I um I'm getting ready to propose. I'm getting ready to propose to my gal. Yeah. A lot of fun. Um, don't I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I know that I'm not going to propose with a plane though. Like I'm not gonna rent a guy to fly the plane with the marry me banner afterwards. That's fucked up. That's a I'm not gonna do it. It's corny, but it's also selfish. Like it's a selfish thing to do. Because while you get to share like the perfect moment with your girlfriend, dozens of other men are walking through the city with their girls and they have to look them in the eye and be like, that is not your plane. That is another man's plane for so many men and women walking around the city it's going to be a very quiet walk home and that's not fair to do to anybody and honestly like if you want to really like if you're a person with hate in your heart and you want to wreak havoc on a city all right and you hijack a plane don't fly it into a building skywrite marry me on valentine's day because that's that's how you inflict maximum damage all right it's the second worst thing you can do with a plane <laughs> Yeah, man. I uh, I love my girlfriend though. I, I love her a lot. It's um, she can be uh, it's tough because I she's the person that I trust and confide in more than anyone in the world, and she can be the least sensitive person <laughs> I know about those things that I confide in. Like, I, for example, uh, I, I'm a very shy, introverted person when I first meet people. We were hanging out with a couple of her coworkers. We were walking, like, we were walking home, and I was, like, really in my head about it. I was like, oh, I bet you they think I'm a, I'm a fucking shy, weirdo, douchebag, whatever. And, she, and she's like, no, no, I, I warn all my friends that I introduce you to that you're really quiet when you first meet them. I'm like... Holy shit, do they, like, do they, like, have people, like, asked, have they brought it up to you? Do they ask you about it? And she's like, no, they mostly probably talk about you on the walk home. Like, that's probably, like, like, right now, like, that's probably when they're talking about me. That's, it's not a, that was not a sensitive thing to say to me, you know? That that would be, like, if your six-year-old daughter is like, Daddy, are there monsters in my closet? And you're just like, honey, monsters live in the floorboards. Of course they're not in your closet. That's... A ridiculous thing to ask. Hell yeah, guys! I um, I, w- I like movies. I, w- I was watching uh, I was watching James Bond the other day. I don't buy him as a fucking spy, you know. I don't buy him one fucking bit because James Bond, he's a spy. He's supposed to be sneaky. He's supposed to avoid detection. Why is he driving like a Ferrari in every movie? Like the flashiest, most attention-grabbing car, you know? It's not accurate. He should drive like a fucking a car that blends in, like a rusted out '98 Civic, you know? Like I, f- I feel like the beginning, I feel like the beginning of every James Bond movie, instead of like the music plays and he pulls the gun, it should be like five minutes of him trying to start his car. Like that's how the movie, that's how the movie starts. <laughs> he goes up to Q. He's like, uh, Q, are there rocket launchers behind the headlights? Q's just like, No, Mr. Bond, there are pennies in the cup holder on this car. All right, you guys have been great. Keep it going for your host. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I relate to that where you're an introvert, where because my well I don't relate to it, but <laughs> but my brother-in-law uh, is uh, 
is sober. He doesn't drink. He's not. Uh, he he. I guess. Do you call it an alcoholic if they don't drink anymore? Or you? I don't know. Recover, recovering alcoholic. And so it, he always gets upset whenever uh, I do this. Every single time I introduce him to someone, I know I uh, very loudly say it. Uh, don't give him alcohol because he goes crazy. And he really gets a kick out of that. He loves that. It's my favorite thing to do around him. Uh, so I just want to give this one more uh, try. Uh, Jacob, I don't know if someone's in the bathroom. Jacob Melton. Nope. Yeah, Jacob? All right, this is you, man. Good thing I did it. All right, I'm all with Thank you. This on? All right. All right. Uh Today's been interesting. I got uh, had the day off, uh, so I uh, spent it uh, getting uncomfortably high, which uh, I I'm not sure if anyone else says this, but I get, I get I, this always leads to when I get th this high. It usually always leads to me like uh, dancing away a panic attack, which uh, I know it's weird, you know, but it's like uh, doing like a little dance battle with my anxiety. My wife thinks it's uh, my wife thinks I'm crazy mainly because there's never any music playing. So uh, I'm just dancing to the beat that's in my heart, which is also known as palpitations. So uh, uh, after I started coming down a little bit, I started to uh, watch YouTube, which is uh, kind of they pair like, like milk and cookies getting high watching YouTube. I uh, saw this one, uh, it was a top 10 wild animal tax caught on camera. Uh, not sure if any of you guys have seen this. The thing that I learned is uh, wild animals don't really like white people too much. <laughs> yeah. Because all 10 videos were of a white dude just getting viciously mauled by an apex predator. <laughs> Sharks, grizzly bears, lions, like they were all getting a piece, man. <laughs> Which... Uh, Man, I'm not sure if I was just high, but I started like to realize I'm like, man, these lions—they—they they live in a place surrounded by black people, but they're not attacking any black folks, man. <laughs> Which makes me think these animals are savagely racist, and I'm just the first person out here to realize these are hate crimes going on, you know? I—I uh, I work as a paramedic. Uh, which uh, I know I probably shouldn't mention this because there are people out there that think I shouldn't smoke weed and be a paramedic. Uh, those people are mainly my bosses, uh, which they're not here, so uh, I'll talk about it. Yeah, they're not here. Uh, people, you know, think that's an interesting job, but uh, I, I spend most of my time dealing with crazy people. Uh, uh, the people that we don't like making eye contact with in the BART, yeah, that's who I spend my day with, uh, which, uh, at this point, I don't know anything different, you know? It's like, uh, I have this friend, he's a secretary, he just files paperwork, makes phone calls, which is cool, man. Uh, no point in his day does a crazy naked person try to bite him in the face, which is, wow, that's interesting to me, man. It's weird when you start to realize you have much more in common with, like, a seasoned hooker than you do with the general population, man. <laughs> I feel like we end both our days hoping we didn't get AIDS. <laughs> I was nervous about doing that line, but I'm glad it went okay. My mom came to visit me uh, the other day. 